Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No holes barred. Hello, hello. Um, Merry Christmas and a happy Boxing Day. Christmas, Merry... Yeah, it's Boxing Day today. It is, yeah. What will you be doing, Laura? Uh, we, Boxing Day, although Steve's mum's coming, uh, yeah. we generally use Boxing Day as live like shits, uh, shits in blankets. We live like pigs and shit. Right. So, um, you know, the kids, whatever you want to do, kids, we are free-flowing. Yeah. I make a bit of Stilton and broccoli soup. And we just have leftovers. It's a very relaxed day for us. It's probably one of my favourite days. Yeah, nice and no expectations, no pressure. No, although we don't really have any, like this Christmas is actually probably one of the first Christmases in a long time that I'm very, very looking forward, very much looking forward to. We're not even going to open the curtains. We said we're keeping the outside world out and we are... um, we're just going to spend, in. yeah, and <laughs> and just spend the day together as the four of us, which is quite nice. I've never ever done a Christmas roast for just two people because the boys, I'm not going to make them sit through it. They don't enjoy it, so it's like, why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, they're going to have pasta and yeah. have some meat and some vegetables, and we'll have a full blown Christmas Go for dinner. It. Yeah. Lovely. What about you, love? What will you be doing Boxing Day? I'm hosting on Boxing Day. Oh, are you? Yeah. So we've got we're going to my mum's for the main event. We've got my sister's husband's family coming over from Brazil, um, which is going to be very interesting because his parents don't speak a word of English, and we don't speak Portuguese. But my sister does speak Portuguese, so she'll be able to communicate. And obviously, oh, does she? Will. Yeah, she does. Because um, she's very. Good with the old languages is my sister. Yeah, she okay. speaks Portuguese. She lived in Brazil for a year. Um, before she met her husband, she's absolutely no way. Crazy. Yeah, she went and did some like film projects over in the favelas, all sorts of mad shit. Um, and then uh, she also speaks French. So yeah, wow. she's just she was just always very good at it at school. You know, like, I just can't get bored with speaking another right. language. Neither can I. I feel I like find too it like. Brilliant. I'm so vacuumed. But then my sister is too. So somehow she's managed it. It's just, I just don't seem to have the brain for it. I can't, can't roll my ass. That's a big, it's sort of um impairment there when you're trying to speak a different language. I just find, I really find it intriguing. I'd love to do it. I love watching people speak in a different language and I just love them watching them interchange between the two. I think mm-hmm. it's incredible. It's a talent. It is a talent. It's a talent that us Brits don't generally have to learn because we're ignorant as fuck. Oh, no, we're just like, we rule the world. We don't have to. We um, won't learn your language. We will go to your no. country and speak to you slow and loud until you understand what we're saying. But like in a lot of European countries, it's very normal for people to speak English pretty well. Like it's just yeah. normal, isn't it? But Brazil, not many people speak English apparently. So she had to learn Portuguese before she went. 
So she spent a year learning it and then, yeah, just lived there for a year and smashed it all out. That's fucking brilliant. Well, my sister's had a baby. I don't think I've mentioned that on there. I don't think you have. No. no. Oh, he's so beautiful. Boy. Um, So she had him, what, three weeks ago? And, yeah. oh, he's such a gorgeous little Oh, dear. he does look it. He's, I've never seen anything so yeah. so cute, obviously, other than my own children. I need to say that for potential purposes of the future. He looks so much like Oliver as a baby. It's uncanny. Uncanny. They look so similar as babies. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, she's in the fucking trenches, mate. You know, every time I go around and see her, I just think, you poor bitch. Yeah, mate. You absolute poor it's bitch. It's just so awful. It's so hard. And she's, the, the other day I went around, she was like, oh, I've had an hour and a half sleep. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God, don't. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I get this real sense of such calmness when I'm around a new pet, which I think is why I'd love to be a doula. It's because I feel so calm. Yeah, mate, because you've had I, eight hours sleep and they haven't. That's why. Yeah, that's it. Like it's not because you calm. are because you have such empathy for where yeah. they are, but you have such tranquility that you are not in it. Yeah. Because when you're in it, it does literally feel like this is going to be it forever, and it doesn't matter how much people go. Oh, you know, it won't last. No, but in equal measure, nobody can tell you how long it will last. You know, like if you have an operation, there's a general time in which you get better. Whereas when you have a baby, nobody can tell you when that baby is just going to start sleeping. Well, nobody. Hello, seven years later. Yeah. Don't even get me started, mate. But she's loving it. She's, uh, yeah, she's very happy and a bit sore, you know, a bit, bit sore. But um, yeah, baby's gorgeous. And so we're all going to be there for my mum. So it'd be like a lot of people in the house. And then on Boxing Day, my brother and my sister um, and my mum are going to come here. And uh, one of my nieces will be here. So the kids, it'll Lovely. be nice. It'll just be chill. It's not It's not going to be like, you know, There's there'll be no formalities or anything. It's just come and have some food and then that's it, go. I think it's like, I, I almost feel... Um... There's such a massive expectation to spend time at Christmas with family. And I think, um, you know, sometimes when you almost wonder, am I getting it wrong? Because that's not how I'm doing things. Yeah. You know, like to not have the big family gatherings and stuff. And I don't know. I imagine there's quite a lot of people that probably listen to this podcast that might be like, oh, you know, that's not how my Christmas will look. And I no. guess I just want to sort of give a bit of a shout out to those Bitches, because um, it doesn't always, Christmas doesn't always, family sometimes isn't what is the stereotypical no. expectation. It's not, it's not necessarily how we deem family. Yeah. You know? I and mean, I mate, think- you, you're making it like I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. But like, you know, I know so many people that are literally spending the whole of their Christmas with their family or like their partner's family. And I'm like, ah, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to be doing that. But no. Steve's mum comes down. She's she's fucking brilliant. She absolutely is mega lols. So um, we'll have fun with her. We're just planning on doing lots of games with the kids. Yeah. We love a board game. We love yeah. a card game. In fact, when we were in Egypt every evening, that's exactly what we did. We'd sit out and we'd play card games, which sounds very, um, you know, that's like, oh my God, aren't we? The stereotypical the Hil- happy the family. Hiltons, not the Hiltons, the Waltons. I mean, we could be the Hiltons. We're a lot <laughs> less <laughs> richer than them. But uh, yeah, uh, that's that's what we're, we're we're planning to do. And I have to say, 
I'm embracing the fact that it's okay for me to be excited about it and it not look like your quintessential big family gathering yeah, and of still be excited. Or... I mean, how many times have we said, I'm sure we talked about this before, it's like sometimes just because it's family doesn't mean you have to put up with it. Do you know what I mean? No. Families are complicated. They're very complicated. It's never fucking straightforward. It's never black and white. No. Um, yeah. So what about the food? Oh, I'm very excited about the food, though. I absolutely... Have you bought any, like, Christmas treats yet? Because you know me with my cheeselets. Well, I got Christmas cheeselets and I've got twiglets. But mm. I did say to Steve, I was like, I'm actually really um, out of kilter. Because mm. normally... I have got it and I've put it in storage awaiting. I've not done any of that this year. So I think when I get back, obviously you guys are listening to this and it's Boxing Day, but we've recorded this before the Christmas breakup. So I think that when I get back from Belfast on Friday, I think I'm going to have a little totter out and uh, and pick us up some little little nibbly bits. Some little treats. Oh, I, I love I'm... a mince pie. You know, Rob's on his bloody health kick, isn't he, still? Oh, fucking hell. No, Can you not mate. drop it? I was like, eat a fucking after eight mint, you fucking cunt. Don't leave me just here munching away on the back it myself. And he's like, oh, no, I can't. I'm watching all the time at the moment. I'm like, oh, oh he's so good right. as well, isn't he? Like, that's it. He's done so well. He's just not me. Steve's a bit like that, though. If Steve puts, I mean, if I put my mind to something, I'll do it. But it's not that. That's boring. No. I put my mind to stuff that's fun. Yeah, that's the same as me. Like the, I think it's the one area that I really can't put my mind to it because I just get, because especially not drinking, you're like, come yeah. on. And I, I think that's, that's what I joy. would quite like to do this year, actually. Um, because I'm, I love mocktails. Like, I mm. fucking love them. I just like fruity things. I like anything that's got like a really strong taste to it, basically, but there's no alcohol. And I think that's what I would like to get myself this year is some different things to be able to make some different kinds of cocktails for myself. Can I recommend an excellent alcohol-free rum? Um, yes. And honestly, it's got the burn of a, of like an alcoholic one. Yeah, well, that immediately puts me off because I don't like the burn of real alcohol. Just, but that's, that is what the taste of alcohol is, I think. Fundamentally, no, it's that that's slight why burn because it's the ethanol. Yeah, so um, ethanol. <laughs> I to talk about the scientific compounds of uh, the makeup of alcohol, please, because what you're actually drinking is yes, pure ethanol. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Morgan's have brought out an alcohol-free rum. It is oh, a fucking okay. delight, mate. It is so good. So, would you say, in your personal opinion, when making a mocktail it's important to still have that equivalent of an out al- what you would consider alcohol i think if you are trying to replace the sensation of having alcohol and probably oh, I know yes. that. i'm out um but i made a really lovely alcohol-free baileys that was delicious very nice did, did you like baileys before no no it's very creamy <laughs> and then you're out laura <laughs> you'll be out this isn't as creamy as a baileys because it's the base is like milk so it's not pure rich luxurious it's it's kind of like a very very posh delicious iced coffee that's kind of what oh, it tastes now like i'm in yeah i think you'd like it because you just use your milk and then i've made a pretty bad of one like oh my god my reels and oh, have look. You? yeah have it's, a look re- it's really easy and it's just like nice to have because i'm finding it hard with the booze and the christmas i think and this is your first sober free christmas as well sober first, free sober yeah first christmas. sober christmas um and it's the it's so weird with the, like the drinking it's all the association isn't it and just like that like nice warm cozy cuddly feeling and like oh it'll be really nice to have a little baileys now or an amaretto and 
it's probably the one time a year when I'd drink like lots of different things mm-hmm. and have things that I'd never normally have in the house. So it all felt like And a do you treat. not also think that like that bit over Christmas, like for me, I love it, but I don't because Steve's obviously working throughout the whole of Christmas as always. But when he is off is that when it's like, there's something about Christmas where everything feels very calm. Everything stops, everything's still. Yeah. And I love that stillness. And I think when like Rob's off, so like that idea of, oh, should we have, should we drink? Yeah. Like we're not going that. anywhere. Yeah. Everything's exactly. really cozy. Yeah. It's that. And I totally get it. You quite, it's that. And it's replacing that with a thing. Yeah. So Mine for will me, be replacing it with how how can I take my children out of the house? And I, I say children. Obviously, I have pretty much a teenager. He uh, he, you know, generally speaking, barely acknowledges my existence unless he wants something. So <laughs> yeah, he actually sure he, stage. he put his arms around me. Was it yesterday? He put his arms around me. I say we're in home bargains. Do you want to know why? Because I bought fucking cheeselets. Oh really? And he was happy about that. Good. He was like, "There's a reason why I love you." I was like, "Because I'm your mum." Because <laughs> you I... buy me cheeselets. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Because you love the same crisps as me." I was oh, like, "Yeah, oh, that's so sweet." Yeah, isn't that sweet? No, I've already demolished one tub of cheeselets. They're they're a massive hit in this house. If I get them out, he just See, now this away. is the thing. I'm very, I'm very, I can wait. I will, I will not pop the cherry on the Christmas treats. Until, Until we what? are, but, in... then, but then you're too late because by Boxing Day, I'm like, I'm over it. I'm eating healthy yeah. now. Get rid of the tree. So I ate <laughs> the fucking tree. Put the cheese. You know, in it sounded bin. like I'm eating Alfie now, and in my mind, I was like, Is that the cat? No, that's Hendrix. Who are you going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Alfie? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm over it. Boxing by the time. Boxing Day finishes, then I'm I'm done with the whole Christmas malarkey. Yeah, see, I burn in a little bit later, and then that bit between Christmas and New Year, that's when the feast happens. But I have to say, Vic, I I'm going to be that cunt that continues to go to the gym throughout Christmas. Yeah, I always do that. Well, I don't go to the oh gym. I Lord. work out. I always work out. I I, I've never been that person before. But I said to Steve, "There's no way that I can live without it." No, it's such a. It's I mean, so that makes me sound like health. such a twat. Like I still. I still wobble. I still cellulite. Like yeah, my, I still have been going. You've got. It's... I think we've got to really detach this idea of exercise for being. Yeah. Looking a certain way. Or no, absolutely. Being skinny. It's not about that. It is. No, it's purely not. about keeping your body healthy and strong, and also feeling good. And I think mm. that is the main thing about exercise for me is the endorphin and the endorphins. Well, it's just such a. I such a. The thing that irritates me about you, Victoria, is in. <laughs> Is in the four many years, things. <laughs> is in the four years that we've known each other. So at the very beginning, I used to take the piss out of your exercise. So I used to take the piss out of your fucking yoga. I used to take the piss out of your uh, therapy. I used to take the piss out of all of this stuff. What's happened? What's fucking happened to me? I'm you a very rubbed positive off on me. influence on you. You are. You are. You really are. You've changed my life. I've said that. You've changed my life for the better, without a shadow of a doubt. I just think all those things, they're just underrated, aren't they? And oh my God, they're the about... most underrated fucking yourself. natural phenomenons. <laughs> phenomenons. Oh, and I mean, as we're, this has just led so perfectly into me giving myself a little plug right now because, yes. oh my God, talking about oh exercise, my God. on the 2nd of January, I'm launching. 
a um, fitness program. This is six week fitness program. It's been designed by friend of the podcast, Kelly Bedford. Um, Is that how you got to know her? What's that? Is that how you got to know her? No, what through through mum? No, being through a mum. Oh, no, but, but, but we've talked about her before, in it. Ah, oh, see. Yeah. So people will know who. Sorry, who when you say be. friend of the podcast, I was like, oh my god, is she a crazed fan that you became friends with? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we became friends. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she's one of the mums, and we, yeah, our, our daughters are best mates, aren't they? So we were on yeah. the school run together and all the rest of it. Anyway, she's like a she's worked in the fitness industry for. 25 years and she's amazing at what she does but she's the one that's devised the program it is focused on women and especially women of our age going into their 30s their 40s and the emphasis is on building strength so it's like a strength resistance six-week program you can do it at home the videos are all pre-recorded so you fit it into your own schedule and there's like you know sample schedules if you want to work out two times a week three times a week whatever but yeah it's launching on uh the 2nd of january and we're going to run like a limited number of discounted courses for the first however many people we haven't decided yet we need, we need to finish How bloody that. exciting it's very exciting we recorded it a couple of weeks ago no it was about a month ago now but um yeah it was great it's just like i'm yeah really really excited for it to go live and you know what can i just say obviously other than the fact that Vic initially subconsciously annoyingly infiltrated my brain to get me into strength training and i'm now obviously that person that goes to the gym three times a week and also works out at home but uh the very short fleeting experience that i had with um Kelly. So, you know, speaking as a consumer of knowing you both, but as someone, I spent a weekend with Kelly on your retreat and chatted to her absolutely loads about fitness and and everything. And she was so fucking insightful. But in that very short space of time that I had with her, she told me about the fact that I needed to do more floor work because I go to the gym and use a lot of equipment. And she said, start doing more floor work. She was about getting a PT, which I didn't do. But um, I have started using more floor work. And she said it was to do with mobility and balance. And can I just say, A, it's been a massive confidence boost to me to actually realize because I had so much confidence, lacking so much confidence in my ability with balance and mobility that I thought, oh my God, if I do it without the machines, I'm not going to be any good at it. Well, first off, I am. But second of all, it's only helped to improve my core. Yeah. And so, and I think like what you touched on before is so, it's really, I just want to, I just want to circle back a minute, Victoria, oh, go on then. and just say <laughs> you're a hundred percent right about, it's not about this image of, you know, being thin because you go to the gym, having a six pack because you go to the gym. It's not about that. And that's been an experience to me to get my head around is the mm. fact actually for a start, this is not why we're doing this. We being me, there is only one of me. I don't have split personality, but this is not why I'm doing it. And also it's about the fact that I know I can feel how much physically stronger I am. I can yeah. physically see it and I can feel it. Do I look like the Kardashians? No, I fucking don't. Do I want to? No, I don't. I want to continue to grow stronger and know that I can be stronger yeah. and get this fucking idea out of my head about what... Image, basically, isn't it? Yeah. It's about image and it's fucking bullshit. It really is. And Kelly helped with that. And the thing for us as well, um, 
as women of this age and, you know, we're heading towards perimenopause, all the rest of it, having all these hormonal changes, your bone density changes. And doing strength training is like one of the only ways that you can actually sort of counteract that. Obviously, you're not going to be able to prevent it completely. But it is no, but about it reduces making... your chances of osteoarthritis. It does, and it is about making your what's body it? stronger and osteoarthritis. Um, os- no, osteoporosis. Osteoporosis. I don't know. I can never say that word. Osteoporosis. That's it. Yeah, but you're like basically foolproofing your body for the future. That's what it is, and yeah. that's all I've done now since I met Kelly. I've only done strength training. I very rarely do any. Like the, I used to do mad crazy hit that just is so harsh cardio on your body. Is not, yeah, and that's the thing. Like cardio is good, but in actual fact, in strength training, you get cardio. Yeah, you do because it so, elevates your heart rate. So that's the important bit. So yeah, anyway, yeah. if you want to give it a go, it's called fitbitchpower.com. Um, so you can go and check it out and have a look. And uh, and yeah, yeah, just sign and up. And just for to it. just to add to what Vicky said and something that I've learned through what I'm doing myself is that. When you do strength training, by building, I could get this wrong, but when you're working muscles, i.e. strength training, your muscles then repair afterwards, that then continues to burn calories. So even after you've stopped working out, you'll continue to burn calories. So if you were looking at this from a completely different perspective of being like, actually, you know what, I do need to be a little bit more mindful it's not about putting on a pair of running trainers and then making yourself feel shit because you can't do couch to 5k. Yeah. Actually, this is so much more beneficial than that. I wish, I wish everybody like on the other side of the river, Vic, and I'm shouting to everyone, come over, lift the kettlebell, you'll feel better. I promise. (laughs) But the, the biggest downfall of when you first start doing any form of exercise is the first time you do it, it will hurt like a fucking cunt. Yeah. yeah. And then especially if you're new to exercise, you haven't done any exercise for ages. And Mm. like, I've learned that. And it was the PT that I was seeing who is, you know, definitely helped me understand things. And she said, you know, it will never be as painful as it is the first time you do it if you keep doing it. If you do it once and then stop because it was so painful, it will. you're only ever going to redo that first time again, Yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's about commitment. It's about committing yourself to a, a thing Yeah. two times a week, three times a week, whatever that thing yeah, might look like. Yeah, at your own pace as well in this, in this case because it's up Fucking to you when it. you do it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about supporting women. <laughs> women getting their flaps in a little sweat uh, Vic I've actually got a story that I'd like to talk I'd like to feel like we need to unpack it okay come on but this is a news article oh yes yeah but it's a news article that I believe that we could have great debate over and on boxing day what better time as someone is donning a turkey leg to their lips will they be listening to this this article, this article, this article. I've literally article. just literally seen it 40 seconds before I came on and I thought this needs to be a topic for oh, us. Oh, here to we go. God, that's what's going to happen when she reads through the whole thing. <laughs> Good, take a turn. Japanese man didn't speak to wife for 20 years after she upset him. Although most couples have experienced a long and awkward period of silence after a row, this man took it further, 20 years to be exact. He continues to live with his three children and wife who perseveres in making conversation with him, but he has only ever, she has only ever received a nod or a grunt in response for 20 years. 
The couple's silence was revealed by their 18-year-old son who wrote to a TV show asking them to fix the situation as he had only ever, he had never heard them have a conversation together. And sure enough, a meeting was arranged between them in a park where they had their first date in 20 years as their emotional children watched in, watched on. Now, do you want to know, I read, because as you can imagine, Vic, that didn't land very well with me. Yeah. And I read through the comments and some people have said that they've read the full article and his reason, are you ready? His reasons for this is because he didn't like the fact that she gave so much time and attention to their children oh, and was we go. jealous. Oh my God. Grow up, get a divorce. I think that is pretty much fucking... I mean, why are you staying with someone like that? Long gone, mate. If Steve even attempted to give me the silent treatment for 45 fucking minutes, that cunt would know about it. Also, I'd be like, what do you seriously think I like the children more than you? Have you met them? (laughs) (laughs) I chose you. I I did did not not choose them. This (laughs) arrangement of genetics, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So that would never happen in this house. No, I mean, I just... What's an absolute... Who... And someone write in, please. Has their partner ever gone on an absolute long-winded shit fit over something? 20 years, though. Come on. What a cunt. And the fact that the 18-year-old child, 18, he's not been speaking to her for 20 fucking years. That means he was quite happy to fuck her and get her pregnant. Yeah. Why not talking to her? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, it just sounds all round like a very dysfunctional situation. All round, it sounds emotionally abusive. It does, and I, I just, it does. I do despair when I hear these stories of shit partners, right? Because I feel like there was one point in my life when I was very much on the receiving end of all this stuff and just sort of took it, not to that extent, but yeah. on a level of like, well, he'll change, you know, like that kind of thing. I can change him. Um, no. That never happened. And the amount of sort of years of my life I wasted to these absolute fucking useless men. So, so yeah, it's a lot what of is it? I'd, I'd love to know what it is about us as women. And maybe you can give a more intellectual input into this. Why do we feel so desperate to get the bad boy and change them? And make them fall in love with us. Why do we do that? Like, why can't we just save ourselves from all of that? What is it? That natural it probably, desire. I've just literally just comes down to like validation in a way, and that you you need their validation. Them liking you, choosing you, changing for you is yeah. validation for you. That you're good like, enough. I'm that yeah, I'm good enough. That I'm like that special that I can change this person or whatever. And it, it that's yeah, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> No, it's just so sad. And I hear so many women that are in that situation. And then like George Clooney, he was always like classed as like the person that needed to be turned. Yeah. And, you know, when you're like, yeah, but I don't think George Clooney's ever been a cunt. Like he's generally speaking a very nice guy and obviously just didn't want to settle down and now he is settled down. But don't use George Clooney as an example of how you can turn a man into a good guy. So I no, don't think he was ever a bad him, guy. Was it? Yeah, like it's, it's, they just fell in love. Yeah, it's just it's a weird, it's like um, just stereotypes in society, isn't it? I guess it's yeah. just like one of those, and that, and also scenario. the fact that imagine the headlines if it had been a woman, mm. if if it had been a woman and not a man, 
like George Clooney was like the ultimate bachelor and like women just wanted to win him over. But also like maybe he was just, just being sensible and being like, actually, no, I don't, he was being respectful in a way of like, well, I don't like you enough to have a relationship with you, but I'll have a little, oh, fuck you. I'll twiddle your nips <laughs> on a Saturday night over a glass of martini. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to give you my uh, family history. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't. I yeah, mean, I that... think everyone would beg to have my family history. Steve would yeah, quite happily hand it back, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stop you there. Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then it's hard, isn't it? Because I think, had I have ended up marrying one of those absolute douchebags that I went out with it back in the day before before, before Rob, BR, yeah. BR, BR. Um, if I had had children with them, I would 100% be a single mother right now. Yes. Just, you know, they were not dad, daddy material. <laughs> but I think some people can be great dads, but shit partners. Yeah. You know, it's like they can't actually manage the two. True. Um, but then most I, men are. Do you know the holistic um, psychologist? We both love a bit of her, don't yes. we? Yeah, I really love her. She did a post the other day about don't marry for love. And I tagged Rob in it. And it was like, don't marry for love. It was like all these other amazing qualities in a relationship, which I was like, well, that's that's us. Like, you know, it's thing not... is, I think those qualities are love. Maybe they're not. That's interesting. I, I think what she it. means is um, like the heady. I'm so in love, like falling, that kind of, you know, whirlwind romance. Like that passion honeymoon bit. Yeah, like, which does happen, but but it's it's deeper than that. And it's yeah. about like, yeah. The longevity of a relationship is not based on the heady bit. It's based on the, no. can you deal with trying to push my poles back up my anus? Yeah, there you go. And me shitting into your hands. Will yeah. we survive that? <laughs> Will you still love me? <laughs> I actually said to Steve the other night, um, I was like, it sounds a bit, I don't even know if I'm share it on the podcast. It makes me sound like an absolute loser. But I said to him, I was like, I, I sometimes forget that you just love me and that you just want to take care of me and that you just want to be nice to me. He was like, I was, it was dark as well. Luckily, he didn't see my face because I was crying. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> what would have been like, are you, are you talking to me? <laughs> it been like 22 years. 22 Aww. years and I asked her in the darkness it's just because you want to be nice to me yeah, there you, go. you know what There's and then about his that... response is yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do love a little pre-sleep bedtime chat I do but Steve doesn't because he goes to sleep so fast it oh, makes really? me so cross we always have one we had a good one last night like we chatted for oh, I love it when Steve like if, if Steve can stop the nocturnal it's like his head hits the pillow and psychologically he's gone yeah but sometimes he can be really great if we've got a bit of gossip between the two of us we'll lay there we'll have a great fucking time gossiping great spilling the tea in the yeah, bed yeah but bedtime. otherwise I he's like, I, I know he'll lay down and he'll be like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, that. We just sleep. won't say anything. It'll just be really quiet. And I'm like, "Hello, I'm having an existential crisis, and I need some validation. Are you there?" <laughs> <laughs> no. We, we oh, also God. we broke the the sex. Uh, uh, what should we call it? Drought. Drought. Yeah. You turn the hose it. on. We've turned the hose on. Yeah, I turned the hose on. Well, he was good. going to sleep, and you know, and you're like, "Why are you not picking up on my cues?" 
Yeah, you got your fanny out, like literally, just like hello. I shoved my arm. I, sh- you know, when you like spoon them, but you like tilt your ass up, so it's like mm, you know Hang where on. it's at. You do the and wiggle, then, and then he just started like sort of rubbing my thigh, but in like a oh, oh. I'm like no, oh, no, really? not like like in a night night. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? A, a and touch, I was like, you can oh, just be like, say, this Steve. is a fucking touch. This is not a loving touch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is a. It's okay. It's okay. And then, um, yeah. I grabbed his hand, put it on my tit, and he was like, oh, all right, hang on. Yeah, good, let's go, let's go for hang it. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, yeah. So in uh, summary, that guy can go fuck himself. Absolutely. Yeah, I, not, you know what I would say? It's the 21st century girls leaving shit, man. poor fucking woman deserved a million times more in the last 20 years of her relationship. And those poor kids to have witnessed that as well. Yeah, they would have def- definitely fucking been fucked up by it. Right, let me find a little story. I mean, that wasn't a funny one. It just made me very angry. Should we? Uh, should we go bareback on this one, Vic? I've yeah, not read on. it. Yeah, you don't know it. Yeah, so do this it. Is, it's a wonderful surprise for all of us. Okay. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. I have never told a soul this story. Now that is the reason why I've start. chosen to read this because yeah. that alone is enough. Um, and I'm risking this being read out live. Don't worry, it's not live. It's just the podcast. Please make sure this is anonymous every time, honey. So it was a third date vibe. What's a third date vibe? Um, well, I mean, God, I've normally slept with them by the third date, but maybe um, if you're less of a first hoe, date. you haven't. <laughs> Mate, I wouldn't have an issue with sleeping with someone on first date, especially if you've got the chemo, right? Yeah. I really liked him. And I think the feeling was mutual. We met online and immediately hit it off. Lots of snogging, flirting, and I was geared up for the third date. I, I'd gone all out, shaved my entire body, body, matching underwear, the works. I couldn't contain my excitement. We met in town, had a few drinks, and he eventually said, let's go back to mine. He was a gentleman and even offered to cook, but I had other plans and I wanted to get down to business. I went prepared as an absolute single woman, but have never really thought about the size on the box well what do you mean box box of condoms oh yes i see so she's well prepared so she's going around with I some jannies yeah i see very responsible young very resp- well we don't want stds well let me tell you i learned a very big lesson we were getting down to it and very quickly realized his willy was tiny as disappointed as i was i continued and gave him the condom and thought let's just get it over with and enjoyed the moment as i was horny as fuck pretty drunk and um you only live once attitude anyway afterwards i could not hide my disappointment as he did not make up for it in other areas if you get my drift I made the excuse and left. Fast forward a week of drowning my sorrows and unplanning my wedding. I mean, we've all been there, love. Oh, God. I sat on the toilet having a wee and out fell a long piece of plastic. Oh, my oh, God. God. Fucking hell. A week. I nearly passed out. I thought I was dying. My insides were falling out. I picked it out of the toilet and quickly realised it was the bloody condom that he had worn that night. It had fallen off his willy and inside me for an entire week. I was mortified and spent the next 24 hours googling 
which was never a good idea. I was in a sheer panic. I eventually got over the shock and can confirm that there was no lasting damage apart from the heavy burden of not telling a soul until now. I think you and Victoria are amazing and I look forward to listening to your funny stories. Keep doing what you're doing. You make us feel normal. Now, I believe there is a slight correction in that and that is size is not everything if you've got a man that knows what and how to work it. Yeah. Uh, Because some men have got massive dicks and they don't know what to do with it and all they do is give you cystitis and you don't come from it and you're drier than an unschuff. It's, yeah, the 100%. I mean, you know, it's just one of those where we're just, I think ideally, you know, you just want someone that knows what they're doing with their fingers. Yeah. With their mouth, um, yeah, with their tongue. And, you know, if you really brush up on those skills, then, you know, because you can't be good at everything, can you? No, I think that for me personally, you know, um, you need a bit of girth, don't you? Personally. I mean, I've had two kids, love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I need something. There's there's not. Otherwise, I can't feel a fucking soul. No, it's, I've been there. I've been there. Twice, actually. Twice, um, Vic. No, yeah, twice. really. Yeah. Oh God. It's and not it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> and see, it worked out. Yeah, we're all good. Just what we were talking about before. Do you see? Didn't marry for love or for but business. Then, do you remember? Do you remember when there was that one guy that wrote in? Okay, we're going to prop up some small willied men right now because there will no doubt be women who are in relationships with small small willy 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 men. And there was that guy that wrote in and he said he had an exceptionally small penis and he was so embarrassed because of one person and he was desperate to make connection. And then the following week, there was a woman, there were quite a few women, I think, that wrote in saying, actually, I don't even like entry. I prefer to have sex in a different way. So yeah. small penises have their purpose and they have their place on this planet. They but do. For us girthers, yeah, girthy births. But you how, you, I suppose how you got to fight. You got to be matched up with that person, haven't you? That's the difficulty. It just goes to show that sometimes the chemo is not. No, it's not spot on. Do you know? Do you want to know what ended our podcasting career? The Boxing Day Christmas special of it 2023. Was, it? That's what it was. We're trying to be very tactful here. We really yeah, are. because it's. I mean, it's. Um, it's also down to personal choice. Like some yeah. people only like to get fisted up the bum hole. Um, but that's if not someone's for got us, vaginismus, you know? yeah, perfect. They would be great with a small willy. They would. Oh no, they wouldn't because they still. Either on. way, whatever it. No, I don't, nothing's I don't really know entry. what I'm saying anymore. No, <laughs> I think I've blacked out. <laughs> oh, what's the contentious topic? You know, when you're reading something, you're like, oh that's shit. That's why you don't read things out without vetting them first. But yeah. oh well, this is where we find ourselves on Boxing Day. Who doesn't love a Tom Jones? You know? Tom Jones has a small penis. Has he really? Yeah. Steve and I that. watched a Ruby Wax documentary where she went to Hugh Hefner's um mansion and then mm-hmm. Hugh Hefner was having a party and there was a woman there that said about the fact that she had slept with Tom Jones and that he had an exceptionally small penis and Steve and I have never forgotten it. What an obscure fact. There you go. I mean, he's like, you know, an icon of sexuality, isn't he? Exactly. And he's fine, you know. Yeah. He's so, so good. I mean, I'm, I'm really concerned about small, winning men that are listening. 
Oh, mate, there's probably one of them, mate. It's fine. Leave us a bad review. That's okay too. We won't read them. We don't read them. So it's... And also we, we might start stocking there like a penis extension thing on the website for you. Hey, you, you know go. what? Do you remember I bought that penis enlarger for Steve? Thinking it was yeah. a blowjob thing. Yeah, for Valentine's Day quite a few years ago now. I oh, thought I it was like a sexy thing. Well. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was like... A I, thought it was a I thought it was a fleshlight basically. Thing. And it yeah. wasn't. It was like a... Cock pump. He so did it, it turn like, up? It was like a glass tube, though. We were like, well, that's a it's still up in the fun. fucking loft, mate. He won't do anything with it. He's like so offended. He was like, I don't really Excuse know. Excuse me. I was like, I thought it'd be a bit sexy. And he was like, to make my penis bigger. I was like, <laughs> Uh, no, as in like that it would feel good. And he was like, no, Laura, that's, that's not, not what this is. That's not what this is. <laughs> I feel like you could turn one of those things into a bong, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you could make a good could. bong material. It would, but you obviously haven't got the the bit at the bottom. I mean, obviously, you could I've fashion fire friends. Yeah, I don't. What a bong would look. I like. wouldn't even know what a bong <laughs> looked like these days. They I look like not. they did back in the day, mate. No different. I didn't even really know how to operate them. I always had to rely on someone else to do that for me. So oh, really? I don't understand the mechanics of this. Lungo, you're you're out there. If, <laughs> if you expect me to work a fucking lungo, I wouldn't have a clue. But what the hell's that? Is that a type of bong? Kind of. It's basically um, like what you would imagine a skaghead to make a bong of. Right, you know, okay. the top of a milk bottle, oh, yes, a plastic bag, yeah, breathe it. through the hole. Again, heard via a friend. Yeah, too, too complicated. <laughs> um, right, well, fucking hell, on that note, shall we, uh, so we will bid you farewell, podcasters? Potentially forever. I mean, who forever, knows? Maybe. You might not, maybe. We might not be here next week. I um, mean, if, um, at this point, if Matt Rife can continue on his career in comedy... Sure, we're all right. We'll I think we're right. going to be... Uh, he is the the uh, the epitome of comedy standard. Yes. And if oh, his is exceptionally low. Make that very clear. Exceptionally yeah, sure. low. He's a cunt. Um, yeah, so, he is a cunt. Yeah, oh you my can... God. Just, by the way, can I just very quickly say the amount of cunt stories that are coming out about him as well. Really? Where he, yeah, the way that he's been really misogynistic with women and things like women that he's slept with. And... Doesn't surprise me though. If that's his no. humour, then that's that's what he's like, isn't it? Yeah, a cunt. Um, so if you want to send us any stories, any other business, etc., etc., you can email us at nohosbarpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do, Laura? Head on over to our Instagram page at noholesbarpodcast and you can sign on into our DMs or if you'd wish to leave us a review. Uh, we used to read them, but then we cottoned on to the fact that people that hate us like to leave reviews there. So uh, <laughs> generally speaking, we don't read them anymore. But if you'd like to uh, send us a private DM, you could even send us a nasty one if you like. You never know, it might make its way onto the air while we rip you apart for everyone else <laughs> to listen and enjoy. <laughs> Oh, so uh, if you've listened this much to the podcast and you hate us, you're a cunt. So thank you for <laughs> and helping. Merry Christmas. Thank Yay! you for helping Merry our Christmas. numbers and statistics <laughs> on this podcast. And continue to making it success. Um yeah. yeah, so that's it. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Christmas, survive the new year and all that jazz, and we'll see you in yeah. 2024. And please, just another reminder, uh, next week's episode yeah. will be arriving a little bit late to your ears. It'll either be Wednesday afternoon or uh, it will either be Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday. So don't panic. We've not gone. We've not been cancelled by Matt Rife. We have just uh, <laughs> recorded it a bit late. We just got our kids at home. All right. Yeah, basically. All right. See you next. Bye. Bye.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.